Praise the Lord. Welcome, everyone, to 72 Nations Conference Call Podcast. Hallelujah. And um, after this conference, we will upload to anchor.fm, 72 Nations. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you would like to send um, correspondence or donations, you can um, mail them. Make your text out to Supplication International Ministries and remember write donation and mail it to Supplication International Ministries, P.O. Box 8132, Omaha, Nebraska, 68108. Praise the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And visit um, ElvisIverson.com and get connected and become a partner and plant a seed today and, and enjoy the feast of word and spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, um Amen. Praise God. Um well first I wanna talk um you know, I'm Elvis Iverson and um those that are listening and um when I was um ten years old I, I gave my life to Jesus because I was not a member of a church but um Jesus stepped into my life and I got born again and I started speaking in tongues. And um and and then um when I was fourteen I was called into ministry. And then when I was um nineteen, um I had a visitation of our Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ um, um laid his hands on me and gave me a vision, hallelujah. And so I've been ministering the word of God for a certain number of years and flowing in signs and wonders. Hallelujah. We have a um our ministry supplication national ministries, our church in Omaha, Nebraska, is global and not commissioned apostles to any church. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah, and um, Amen. And 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 today we have Errol Anderson, and and I met him a long time ago back in in um, Grand Forks, North Dakota, and and um, and so um, every time I would run into him, he will always have a a word for me or a scripture, and and. Um, and he was always right on, and um, and so I was a fan from early on. Hallelujah! He is the burning bush of North Dakota. Hallelujah! And he has a he's a he's um, a, a an apostolic teacher. He's an um, evangelist and missionary. And um, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! And and um, he um. um People that have demons that are pastors don't like him and all that. And so if you um, want to see if your pastor has a demon, he will come and visit your church and sit in the pew, and the pastor will start manifesting demons. Just kidding. Just joking. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, let's, um, let's open up in prayer. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, this is a critical time in history. And it's time to seek the Lord. And it's not a time to backslide. It's not a time to um, play games. It's a time to seek the Lord. This is a generation that has a choice either to go with God or don't go with God. 
And Lord God, I just pray that people will make up their mind. For there is, you're only giving people a certain amount of time. And you're going to the next generation. And Lord, what we have seen, um, a couple of generations that have totally walked away from the Lord. They may have their excuses. And some of them returned to the Lord after they got married. Or they, you know, they they came to their 30s and they decided to go back to the Lord. And, um, but Lord God, you're raising up a generation that will walk with God. You are raising up a generation that will walk with God from, from, um, you're going to speak to the children. For I see that you shall speak to the children. And the children will say, yes, Lord Jesus, we will serve you. We will have children and groups of children will start seeing visions of Jesus angels in heaven and they will freak people out hallelujah and they will um, dance in the presence of God hallelujah Lord you are taking the children's ministry to a new level there is coming in a harvest of children all over the earth the Lord hears the cries and, and he's going to intervene, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and he's about to thrust ministries that will minister to, the, to um, the children all over the earth. It's the same as important as the adult ministry. For God, you will raise up children this time that will walk with the Lord. And I, and, and I see a whole lot of children that will walk with the Lord. And these will not be like the children of the past. They will not be like the adults. They will never become lukewarm. They will never backslide. They will walk with God. Hallelujah. And they will grow old with the Lord. And they will speak the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord will be upon them. Hallelujah. 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 And they will not desire sin. Hallelujah, for the Lord is moving sovereignly. He is moving sovereignly. And God, you're about to move money upon our generation. And Lord, we just humble ourselves before you. And Lord, we hear the call. Send me, Lord. Send me, Lord. Send me. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Lord, as as um, the sin... Is, is active and inactive. And you call for a, a move of missionaries, a move of, of evangelism. Not just the fivefold ministry people, but the body of Christ. And we need to usher in that, Lord. You, there are certain themes that you're doing in our time that you have not done in other times. And other times you've done like a couple of themes, but there, there's a lot of, you have a lot of things to do in this time because this is a, this is a generation that's going to cross the cross, and we're going to move in a quantum leap into the future. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we're going to make the book of Acts look like the, look like the, um, um, hallelujah. We're, I'm talking, we're, we're, 
we're going to be packed out with the supernatural. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father God, the demons know this. Satan knows this. And they're very afraid. And those that are that have swear, surrendered the will over to them are, are deeply trying to stop what God is planning. But they cannot stop it. God, at the same time, you are going to judge the wicked. You're going to judge those who practice wickedness and those who raise their hands against God's anointed. And Lord, we pray right now, let the deliverance anointing come. Let the healing anointing come. Let signs and wonders come. Let creative miracles come in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray. Lord, we call forth the nations of God. Lord, we have 70 conference numbers of God. And each of these nations, we call forth. We call forth a company of people from each of these nations that will come to this conference call in Jesus' name. That this is not just a conference call. This is not just a podcast, but this is a, a come up to the mountain of the Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. And Father God, we just, we just pray, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can, can everyone hear me? Amen. Yep. Amen. Yep. Praise Amen. the Lord. Um, what you know, one thing is is um, I was I was raised. I came to know Jesus Christ first of all. I went to the traditional church. My my, I was not born in, in a Christian family. But I went to a traditional church just for Sunday school because I, I love the word. But also I went to a holiness church. And I went to the Pentecostal church when I was little. But and God was drawing me that direction. And um, I remember when I was at home, all through my family was not Christian. And I called upon Jesus Christ. I called upon Jesus Christ. You know... God was working with me. You know, the Bible says that the, um, even the d- demons believed in God and trembled. But they said, believe in God, not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a big difference. There's a big difference right there. People said, I believe in God, but do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? They may say, I believe in Jesus, but do they say, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? The Lord was working on my heart. And then when I was 10 years old, I I called upon the Lord Jesus Christ and said, I will serve you all the days of my life. And then it is like the Holy Spirit came into my room, my bedroom. It was at night. Mm-hmm. And I spoke in tongues. I did not know about tongues. Hallelujah. That day, something happened. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, um, and then when I was 14, I was walking home from school. And I heard the voice of God. The, vo- the voice of Jesus. He said, minister my word. He said it three times. I knew what that was. Hallelujah. 
I knew what that was. And so, and then when I was in 1991, I was praying. This is March 21, 1991, or March 22nd. I was praying in the morning. I think I think it was um, we had spring. I think we had like a, a spring break at at um, during our school, whatever. And I was praying, and Jesus all of a sudden spoke. He said, he he and he asked me. He asked me a question. God asked me a question. Hallelujah. Are you, are you ready for the Lord to ask you a question? Well, I pray to God so I can answer God, answer him back. <laughs> and what it really comes down to is we need to ask God before we talk to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, you know, I'm more knowledgeable of the scriptures, but when it comes down to it, I, I, know, it's, it's, I know Christ and him crucified. That's all that matters. Because anything that you, you you try to build up above that is a form of idolatry. And so then Jesus gave me a vision, and then he appeared to me, laid his hands on me. And that day forward, I started flowing, and the, the word came alive. I started flowing in signs, and I flowed in the prophetic, and I knew, I knew. And the next night, I had a dream of the nations. It was like a vision. And um, God started teaching me. Hallelujah. And I started praying. I would wake up in the morning. This is not, this is not common, but this is going to be common in our time. The young people will wake up in the morning at 5 in the morning to pray. Hallelujah. And then on, on, on Friday, I would just pray all night long. Hallelujah. 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 Because I, I found this is, this is my purpose. Hallelujah. God wanted to spend time with me. See, God wants to spend time for you, and you've got to change your schedule. Hallelujah. What would... What would you do if God, if Jesus knocked on your door and said, hey, let's hang out. Are you going to say, um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm too busy. And, and um, no, you got to change. It will change your whole entire life. Your whole purpose, your whole meaning, your whole purpose of existence will just change. <clears throat> See, I was raised, I was drawn into the culture of revival. I was drawn into the culture of revival. I started going to a Pentecostal church that was predominated by, by black people. I have a love for black people. Hallelujah. And you know, we need to learn praise. And if you don't, you should go... And attend a black church so you can learn how to praise God. Hallelujah. And it would, one time I was reading 
a track from Grinshaw. There's a pamphlet on revival. And we talk about revival in, in, in America and Canada. Or it was maybe it was two different tracks. And and my my desire for revival. And and then I'll hear these testimonies about signs and wonders. These speakers will come, I hear this and hear that. And then there was this group that came in and, and you know, calling America back to revival. So so I became conscious of revival. We need to be conscious of the presence of God, conscious of signs and wonders, conscious of the supernatural, conscious of the Holy Spirit, conscious of revival. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait for the world to be on fire. You can be on fire right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I was, but one thing is, there's a difference between religion and of the spirit. Religion and faith. The, um, the flesh, you know, when you read, read in Galatians chapter 5, when it talks about the flesh, I think it's talking about religion. Religion versus the spirit. Walking in the spirit. And you begin to walk with the Lord, your life will you'll come into a time of consecration and you'll keep on going in a time of consecration. Eventually you'll reach a point that this is the only thing that mean, means anything to, to your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And one thing I want to say, what the Lord told me to say today, and if you want to go back to um, on our other um, 72 Nations Conference Call podcast, we, we I talked about other stuff and um, about revival. But today I, w- I want to talk about that, that there's, I saw seven missionary movements. And I'm going to talk about how God's restoring the government of the Apostle Paul's and how he's going to raise up the meaning of the church. And then, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And I saw seven missionary movements. And and these, these um, you know, I was at IHOP, International House of Prayer in Kansas City. I go there just to soak. I go in there, and I just flow in visions. I close my eyes, and the Lord talks to me. When I get there, the place is half full, and then... Then when I open my eyes, a couple of hours later, it, it's almost everyone left. Then I close my eyes again. A couple of hours later, it's packed full. Then I close my eyes again, and I just go there, and I just soak in God's presence and flow, and these angels show up, and all of a sudden, I'm somewhere else, and hallelujah, praise the Lord. And so... But I saw these seven missionary movements come forth. And this is the time that that we're that it's time it's time, my friends. It's time. And I saw from America and each of these movements circled the world seven times. And and I saw that, that we had this revelation and I call this the new Alpistart revelation which has been in the book of Acts, the, 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 um, the new Alpistark wine. And, and we went 
and also the presence of God. We went around the world seven times. I saw from India, a missionary movement came from India. Hallelujah. Our, my friend here that, that's going to talk in, in a little bit, Errol Anderson, he he is influenced by by preachers in India. Hallelujah. God, God has, has touched India. And India is about... And he is almost at the verge of of a massive harvest of souls. And so I saw from India the new opposite of wineskins. And they went around the world seven times. I saw from China the home church. God is about to to realign China. He's about to hit the China hit hit the, take a hammer to China, take an axe to China. Take, take a hatchet to China and hammer to China and, and realign China to 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 um to to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah. And I saw they went around it's the home church. They ran around the word seven times. And then I saw Africa. I saw Africa opposite revival. And they went around the world seven times. I saw the Philippines, the grace of God, they went around the world seven times. Those people in the Philippines, they 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 don't need um, um comforts like in America we, we want all these comforts. They can go anywhere and and survive. And so a lot of these a certain amount of missionaries are, are people that are be going into the workforce. They go there and they in turn establish churches or home churches. And then I see, I see um, Russia. Russia is um, is about to have a revival. Hudson Taylor prophesied it first. He prophesied it, and then Bob Jones prophesied it. Bob Jones didn't know about um, he didn't know Hudson Taylor prophesied it that there that there's going to be a fire. And this is going to be revival, signs and wonders. No, this is a revival of the gift spirit. And will circle the world seven times. But these, he said that these are young people and and twenties and thirties, and just using their money. They're not waiting. They're not waiting for some some church uh, missionary board. But but God's going to raise up those churches. The pro the problem is that there's so many loopholes for, and they're not really training people. If you go to um, Bible college and, and learn get a missionary degree, it's really not te- te- teaching you anything. So just um, hallelujah, you know that's 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 the truth and and um, but anyways, then I saw then then I saw Israel. God's gonna raise up a people of Israel that are gonna take the love of God, the love of the Father, around the world seven times. There's gonna be missionaries that will come out of Israel. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Back um, when I um, one day I was having this dream, and in this dream, I saw this blue glory over America, and he called it, it was like the blue extreme esteemed glory. And I said, "What is this glory? This is 
the government of the Apostle Province or the revelation of the Apostle Province. One purpose of the Church of America is to test the revelation. Sometimes things are released here. Each nation has a purpose. The church of each nation has a purpose. And and one reason, one thing is, is philanthropy for us to support the gospel and also um, to test revelation here. And so once when it matures, other nations will come and copy it and and the majority will be the same, but there will be some differences. The government of the apostle prophets. And then I opened my eyes, and Jesus was standing at the foot of my bed. I'm talking um, only a few times I went from a dream into a vision. But this was like, and he and he, and, and he spoke these words that he's going to raise up the government of the apostle prophets. And you know, some people think. When I'm talking about that, am I talking about the Catholic Church? Like um, the state church? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people, that um, individuals that seek God, that are down to earth, that are approachable, that are humble, that are meek, but they have revelation. They pray, they intercede. They're people of integrity. They're people that that if they called you up at 4 o'clock and says, I'm going off to war, you you say I'm 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 coming. A long time ago, when when Eli, um, um, Elijah found Elisha, and and he just he sold everything and got rid of everything and and took off and went after him. Hallelujah. Praise God. And and that's how how we need to really um, approach some of these things, these these supernatural things. And God's raising up bona fide apostles, bona fide prophets, not these prophets that, that are looking for popularity. Um, how the pro- prophets don't care about crowds. How do they care about um, pleasing the Father? <coughs> and so, see, the nations will gather. And um, the nations that that received the prophets and reformation were more prosperous the nations that refused. And so the nation that received the third reformation will even become more prosperous than the nations that don't. And this is going to affect third and fourth world nations. God wants to minister heavily the third and fourth world nations in our time. <coughs> Hallelujah. And so we gotta we have to get ready. We gotta get ready. Hallelujah. We gotta get ready. So, hallelujah. And see, the nations that gather around the apostles and prophets look at it more prosperous than those that don't. Hallelujah. We're, um, hallelujah. And then the Lord showed me that God is going to restore the dominion of the church, not the state church, but God's original purpose. So technically, technically, um, when when we see Constantine, um, that was a state church and and um, the test and to begin a process. But this is more. Um, this is going to be home church Christianity, office of Christianity, born again, baptized, old go speaking Christianity, thesis, speaking in tongues, revival, signs and wonders, gifts of spirit, um, apostles and prophets. Um, this is the third reformation new new wineskin Christianity 
It's not it's not like a denomination or like one organization. And and um and they will influence the nations through 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 their philanthropy, through their through their numbers, through um through sharing the word, hallelujah. I saw in in the Middle East I saw um five nations come to know Jesus Christ. And you look at Abraham, when Abraham went off and fought, because Lot was taken into captivity, and these five nations were, were taken into captivity and fought, and he wanted to give him money, and he said, God makes me rich. God makes me rich. God will make me rich. But he tied the tithe of those five nations to Melchizedek. And that was, and so, so that is the preparation of this harvest, of these five nations that will come to know Jesus Christ in the Middle East that will turn and say, we will build Israel, we will support Israel, and we will build and support the church, and they will be um, some of the best living standards. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And um, and then one out, of, one out of ten people will be born-again, spirit-filled Christians. Then in Africa, I saw 50 nations come to know Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And and um, they have suffered greatly. And if you look back in history, there were before before um, um, Constantine Noble. There were um, um, kings, nations that were Christian nations in Africa. This is before we before us um, 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 the Caucasian people came in, uh, got on the boat of Christianity and tried to become and in, bring into our superiority. It's time for us to come back in the superiority of, of Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. And so there's certain, um, a couple of nations that were really, that were African nations, that were Christian nations before, before the European nations. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And there were some Christians that also went up in the nor, um, um, northern um, chi- um, China, like... Um, um, that were um, that the, I call pre-Constantine Revelation, and, and then eventually um, um, there was a Chinese emperor that um, eventually killed them all um, after a couple of generations. They were there for a certain number of times until until they were a lot of them were killed off. And the Chinese alphabet is is influenced by by Christianity. If you look at the Chinese alphabet, you can see the cross of Jesus Christ. And, in more than one um, letter and all that. Um, but anyways, I saw 150 nations that came to know Jesus Christ. I'm not saying they're not going to backlide in the future. Or I'm not saying everyone's going to be saved. I'm talking predominant. And we're, cause, um, a long time ago, I, I was witnessing to um, Hindu. Um, these are Hindu people. And I would prophesy to them. And um, they were really receptive, and and some of them were very smart scientists, and and um, and hallelujah. But anyways, the population of the earth is going to grow exceedingly. So in order for the church to remain relevant, we we have to. It's not just a billion people we need to win. We need to win a couple billion people to Christ. Hallelujah, because because the church the population is going to grow. And right now, the devil 
and his um, his his minions, which I'm not going to name their name, but you know who they are. They want to to control population control. This is um, Satan's plan to stop the harvest and the dominion of the church. What God wants to do in the earth, and that's why I am a watchman of the harvest. And the Lord is is right now. He's releasing His judgments and justice against those that want to have to control the population of the earth. Hallelujah! I I, um, I think that that um, um, once when a certain number of people turn to Christ, we will be able to solve the problems. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Glory to God! Amen. But, but um, we need to know what God's plan is. But also, we need. To um, prepare, but also we, you know, like I'm saying, God is preparing the nations. One thing, He said, He's preparing the nation for the harvest, and something is going to happen that's going to open and force the nations to all open to the gospel for a time. And and um and there may be some neighborhoods and some sectors that you that that we will not be able to go, but but they but they'll be afraid, they're going to be afraid to to hinder. To hinder and so so hallelujah so we got to get ready for that praise praise the lord hallelujah glory to god um amen um um now um i'm gonna have marty marty has a a um, prayer that he likes to pray hallelujah amen we'll turn it over to marty then, then after marty's done errol, errol anderson will, will um will share what the lord has placed upon his heart amen all right, hallelujah, praise God, Jesus Christ is Lord. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I remit the sins of my household. I remit the sins of my brothers and sisters. I remit the sins of my city, my state, my nation, and the whole world to you, Father. We thank you for your daily grace and for your daily mercy. Now a prayer for deliverance and healing. <clears throat> Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. This truly is the day the, the day the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad. Father, we thank you for your Son, Jesus, the Christ. Lord Jesus, we thank you for every drop of blood you shed for us on Calvary. Father, we thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, please lead and guide us as we pray for deliverance from demons, curses, and all attacks by the enemy. And Holy Spirit, lead us to those who need healing, whether it be physical, mental, or spiritual. And Lord Jesus, Make us into a strong, bold, and spiritual army in the world that you created. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind all relationships based on control, domination, manipulation, lust, and deception. I bind all you demons, all you workers of the kingdom of darkness. I bind in Jesus' name all witchcraft spirits, all familiar spirits all ancestral spirits, all false witness spirits, all you unclean spirits, get out! 
In the name of Jesus, Father God, I ask you to send your mighty warring angels to battle the strong man or men trying to influence your people. We bind that strong man in Jesus' name. I bind all spirits of the past. I bind all spirits related to drugs and alcohol and tobacco that distract your people. I bind all workers of iniquity. Brothers and sisters, cover yourselves in the precious blood of Jesus. Please, please do it right now. Free yourself from all this filth and be cleansed and sanctified with the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love, the joy of the Lord, and the peace that you give us by your presence. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you heal our minds and restore our souls. Lord Jesus, you are the great physician. Your life on earth was filled with miracles of healing. When a centurion asked you to heal his sick servant, you said, I will go and heal him. But that man had enough faith in your power to heal. He said, but just say the word and my servant shall be healed. And you honored his faith and told him, go, it will be done just as you believed it would. Believe. Believe. And his servant was healed at that very hour. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open. Lord Jesus, help us to be like those who believe so much in your healing power. You know, in, in Jesus' day, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out those spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. Did you hear that? He healed all who were sick. I fear not no plague or pestilence that comes. By the word of God, all who are sick were healed. Now, my brothers and sisters, in the mighty name of Jesus, be healed, mind, body, and soul, by the power of the blood of Jesus. Be healed of all physical ailments, sickness, diseases, and disorder. Unclean spirits and demons, get out of God's people in the mighty name of Jesus. Remember, by his stripes we are healed. And I, and I ask and I pray of you, Jeremiah 29, verse 13, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So I love you all. May the only true and living God bless you. May he heal you. And may he protect you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Welcome to all those who listen to this podcast in the future. Today, thank Ivers uh, 
Elvis Iverson for opening up this platform to be able to reach around the world into India and Africa and Korea and all around the world. Bless the Lord, O my soul. This gospel shall go into all the nations of the world, and then the end will come. Hallelujah. There's still thousands and millions of people who have never, ever heard the gospel yet. And they are being reached in many different ways through mission organizations and over the airwaves, through satellite, through cell phones and iPhones and computers. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, the gospel is going out, the good news. Have you heard the good news? Your sins are forgiven. Have you heard the good news? You've been healed in Jesus' name. Have you heard the good news? You're a son and a daughter of the Most High God. Just receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. But then I said, Behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written to do your will, O God. In the volume of the book, it is written, to do your will, O God. Hallelujah. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. And may we preach the righteousness and justice of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I'd like to go on a part two of the justice of God. I spoke on this the last time I was on the 72 Nation broadcast. And uh, I just felt that it was important to continue going a little deeper into this justice of God. So that's what we're going to do today. It's a continuation. It's important, I feel, to grasp it and to understand it. And if you would uh, take your scriptures and go to Matthew chapter 12 again. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 12, I'll be reading pretty much exclusively out of the New King James Version. Matthew chapter 12, starting in verse 9. Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue. Behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. They asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him? And Jesus said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep? And if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out. Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. In the Passion Translation on that particular verse it says, it's always proper to do miracles, even on the Sabbath. It's always prosper. It's always proper to do miracles, even on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Again, I bring out to you that this man did not go there to be healed. This man did not go there and ask to be healed. 
he went to the synagogue to hear a a, a daily message, a, a weekly message, whatever his normal uh, course of action was. But he went to the synagogue. He had no idea, perhaps, that even Jesus was going to be there. He did not ask Jesus as the blind men, Son of David, have mercy on us. Son of David, have mercy on us. He didn't call out. He didn't cry out. He was there, but Jesus looked, and he saw a man that had a need. And he said, stretch out your hand. And it was restored as whole as the other. In verse 14, then the Pharisees went out and took counsel against him how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them on, uh, healed them all. This great multitudes that followed, it's estimated to be 20 to 40,000 people that were following Jesus. 20 to 40,000 people. That was, you know, a, a multitude is a lot of people. But what's the difference between a multitude and a great multitude? This great multitude that followed him was estimated to be 20 to 40,000 people. That's larger than the vast majority of towns and cities in this state of North Dakota that I'm from. 20 to 40,000 people were following him on a daily basis. And he healed them all. And he warned them not to make, known, make him known. Verse 17 that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. He, a bruised reed he will not break. Smoking flax he will not quench till he sends forth justice to victory, and in his name Gentiles will trust. Verse 18, he was declaring justice to the Gentiles. Verse 20, justice to victory. He sends it forth. When he declared justice, healing came forth, miracles came forth, victory over sin, victory over sickness, victory over disease, victory over everything to all who received. He declared justice of God. We cry out for justice in our communities and in our nations, and there's always been corrupt politicians. There's always been corrupt court systems. There's always been corrupt medical practice practitioners. There's always been corrupt militaries. There's always been corrupt businesses. But doesn't it seem like today the corruption is greater than any time in the history of the world? At least for us, it sure does. But see, we cry out for God. We need your justice. We need your righteousness to be established. But your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But Jesus said he represented a kingdom that is not of this world. It's an eternal kingdom. God rules in it. And we want to see that kingdom of God established on this earth. 
not one of the kingdoms of this world established, but the kingdom of God established on this world. So I want to look a little deeper into this justice of God and the results of his justice. If you would turn with me, we're going to uh, start this in 2 Samuel. <clears throat> turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 8. 2 Samuel chapter 8. We're going to look at this in the Old Testament, several passages in the Old Testament, and then we're going to bring it back, right back into the New Testament again. 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 13 14, and 15. David made himself a name when he returned from killing 18,000 Syrians in the Valley of Salt. He also put garrisons in Edom. Throughout all Edom, he put garrisons, and all the Edomites became David's servants. And the Lord preserved David wherever he went. Hallelujah. And the Lord preserved David wherever he went. I have a series of teachings on immunity, on God giving his people immunity. But we're not going to go into that, but David was one of them that had the immunity of God on him. Verse 15, so David reigned over all Israel, and David administered judgment and justice to all his people. This justice, this, uh, justice, it went forth, and the justice was established against the enemies of Israel, against the enemies of God. David made himself a name when he returned from killing 18,000 Syrians. Wow. They were the enemies of God. Not that the people in Syria today are necessarily the enemies of God, but in every nation of the world today, even in the United States, right here in North Dakota where I'm from, there are enemies of the cross. And there seems like there's far more enemies of the cross, there's far more enemies of God than there are lovers of God. And the justice of God goes forth against the enemies of God. And it's for the favor of God's people. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 10. 1 Kings chapter 10. This is talking about the Queen of Sheba coming into Solomon's presence. And we're going to read verses uh, 1 through 9. Now when the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon... Concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. Hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, with camels that bore spices, very much gold, precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she spoke to, with him about all that was in her heart. So Solomon, how many know that women can speak some really hard things and and uh, really difficult questions to men. <laughs> Hallelujah. But this Queen Sheba, she asked him hard questions. So Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. 
You know, when one is actually filled with the wisdom of God, all questions are answered. Nothing is too difficult. When we are filled with the wisdom of God, there's no such thing as a hard question that could not be answered. Verse 4, when the queen of Sheba had seen all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his servants, the service of the waiters and their apparel, his cupbearers, and his entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. Then she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe the words until I came and saw it with my own eyes, and indeed the half was not told me. Your wisdom and prosperity exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men and happy are your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord has loved Israel forever, therefore he made you king to do justice and righteousness. These men, servants, and these men were happy, and the half has never yet been told. When justice of God is, is uh, uh, realized to the people and, and established amongst the people, the people are happy. The joy, the joy, the happiness, the joy, and the half has never yet been told even yet today. When the justice of God is established, the people rejoice. Hallelujah. Let's go to Job chapter 32. Job chapter 36, I'm sorry. Job chapter 36. Job chapter 36, verse 6. He does not preserve the life of the wicked, but gives justice to the oppressed. This lame man, this man with a withered hand in Matthew 12, he was oppressed. And again, yet, he did not cry out. The scriptures do not indicate that he cried out, Lord, heal my hand. Jesus looked at him, and he knew that he was a believer, and he reached out his hand. He said, reach out your hand, and he restored it as whole. He was oppressed. He was lame. He was crippled, but he was restored as whole. God gives justice to the oppressed. Verse 22 of that same chapter I'd like you to mark this one down. Behold, God is exalted by his power. Behold, God is exalted by his power. Mark that one down. We're going to be coming that, back to that one in a bit. Hallelujah. Justice to the oppressed, and God is exalted by his power. He was exalted by that man with the withered hand. He was exalted by the great multitudes that followed him, and he healed them all because of the power of God that was established by his justice. Psalm 82. Turn with me to Psalm 82. Psalm 82, verses 3 and 4. This is a command. Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and the needy. 
deliver the poor and the needy, free them from the hand of the wicked. That's a command for us. And we do that by establishing the justice of God. Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. Verse 15. By me kings reign and rulers decree justice. Revelation 1.6, he says that he has made us kings and priests. By his blood, he has forgiven us, and he has made us kings and priests to the Most High God. And we are to reign and rule with him in this life. And as David was king, and as Solomon was king, and they established his justice, we also are kings. Anybody that has been washed and redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are no longer our own. We've been bought with the precious blood. We are temples of God. We are children of God. We are sons and daughters of God. We are kings and priests unto God. And we are to declare justice. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. We rule with him and we decree this justice. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. Isaiah 9, verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Hallelujah. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So Isaiah is, is uh, 300 years after King David, and, and he's saying it here, upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time, from the time of David's throne, from that time forward, even forever. So we are to declare as kings, we are to declare and decree this justice of God. And it's the zeal of the Lord of hosts. It's the zeal of the Lord of hosts who will perform this through us because we died and our life are hidden in Christ and we are seated with him in heavenly places. Indeed, we are seated with him on the throne because we are in him and he is seated on the throne. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18 and 19. Isaiah 30, verse 18. Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, to you. You know that he's a gracious God and he wants to be gracious to you. Whoever is listening to this, he wants to be gracious to you. It's very personal. It's up close and personal. He wants to be gracious to you. And therefore, he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait, all those who wait for him. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will be very gracious to you 
at the sound of your cry, when he hears it, he will answer you. Hallelujah. When he hears, he will answer. He's a compassionate God. And when you cry out to him, even as Marty read out of Jeremiah 29, when you seek him with your whole heart, when you seek him with your whole heart, he will answer you. When he hears, he will answer. He's a God of justice, and he wants to have mercy on you. He wants to be gracious to you, and he wants to be very close and personal and intimate with you. Whoever is listening, whoever is hearing this message, it's personal to you. And it's not just the justice of this corrupt world. It's the justice of God to his people. And it's totally different than the justice of this world. It's the justice of an almighty God to his people. Let's go to Zechariah chapter 7. Zechariah chapter 7. You go backwards, it's Matthew, Malachi, Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 7. Give you a little bit longer time to reach Zechariah. A lot of people don't know where the different uh, minor and major prophets are. Zechariah chapter 7, verse 9. Thus says the Lord of hosts, execute true justice. Show mercy and compassion, everyone to his brother. Execute true justice. Again, this is a command of the Almighty to each one of us. It's a command of God. It's a command of the Lord of hosts directing us to execute true justice, not of the justice of this world, not of the peace of this world, but the justice that comes through the Almighty, the justice that comes through the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus did in Matthew chapter 12. He was establishing justice true justice. Let's go to Matthew chapter 9. Excuse me. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed, and Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. Isn't it awesome that sometimes it's not even the person themselves that have to have the faith? Sometimes it can just be your friends. Other people can bring you before the presence of God, and because of their faith, you can receive completeness and wholeness through God because of their faith. Hallelujah. And at once... Some of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemies. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And he said to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Now when the multitudes saw it, 
they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. I could go off and just preach on this on these verses for a long time, but I'm not going to do this. The good news is that your sins are forgiven. The good news is that did you know that the day that you were forgiven, the day that you became a child of God, the day that you were forgiven, you can receive all of your healing, emotional, physical, spiritual, all at the same moment. That's what the forgiveness of your sins gives you complete healing at that moment. What's easier to say unto you, arise, take up your bed and walk, or son, your sins are forgiven, that you might know that the Son of God has power to forgive sin, I say unto you, arise, take up your bed and walk. But the verse 8 is what I wanted to bring out here. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to Men, men, such power, that's plural. He gave power to men. That's a plural terminology. Jesus was fully man, just like each of us. He was born through a woman. He was fully man and he was fully God, but the reason that he was able to do what he did, he he was born a man, He was filled with the Holy Ghost, and because he was filled with the Holy Ghost, he was able to do the things that he did. He was a man just like you and I, but he was filled to the fullness of God by the Holy Ghost. And people marveled because he had given, God had given such power to men. As a man, he did these miracles because he was filled and anointed with the Spirit. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 12 again. Matthew chapter 12, verse 18. Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I have a question. Are you his servant? If you are his servant, this applies to you my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. Are you the beloved of the Lord? Ephesians says that we have been accepted in the beloved. If we have been accepted in the beloved, God looks at us through the blood of Jesus, by the name of Jesus. He looks at us and we're just as beloved of God as what he was. And if you're the beloved of God, you're a son of God. You're a, you're a child of God. He goes on and he says, My beloved in whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him. Is the spirit of the Lord upon you? If you are his servant, if you are his son, if you are his beloved, and the spirit of the Lord is upon you, you have the authority, the right, to declare the justice of God to all people. Remember Job 36, verse 22. Behold, God is exalted by his power. God is exalted by his power. It's not just God is exalted. It says, behold, God is exalted by his power. In 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and 5, Paul writes, he said, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, 
but of the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Too many people, they have their faith in the persuasion of fancy words, of, of, of uh, men's wisdom. But our faith is to be in the power of God. How much of the power of God have you seen in your life? How much of the power of God in signs and miracles and wonders have you seen? Your faith is to be in the power of God, not in something that's written on a piece of paper. Acts 2.22, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him. Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with you. His name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us, God with you. Emmanuel is with you. God was with him, Emmanuel, because that's who he was, Emmanuel, God. Hallelujah. Matthew 9, 8, what he said, when the multitude sought, they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. 1 Corinthians 4, 19 and 20 said, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord wills, and I will know not of the word of those who are puffed up, but of the power. For the kingdom of God is not in power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. 1 Thessalonians 1.5, for our gospel did not come to you in word only. There's too many places that that's all it is. It's word only, word only, word only, word only. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. Job 36.22, behold, God is exalted by his power. In Matthew 12 here, justice to victory, the multitudes were healed. This, this man with a withered hand, he was lame, he was crippled, and Jesus declared the justice of God to him. He declared the justice of God to the people. Why, throngs, 20, up to 40,000 people were following him. Yeah down these dusty, dirty roads. Every place he went, 20 to 30, 40,000 people were following him on a daily basis because he healed them all. And as the justice of God was being declared, the enemies of God's people were being destroyed. They were happy. They were joyous. The half has never yet been told because he healed them all and he made them whole. The justice of God declared brings forth the power of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So I declare the justice of God to all who hear, any who have a withered hand, any who are lame or crippled. I declare the justice of God be healed in Jesus' name. Any who are oppressed, 
any who are blind, any who are deaf, I declare the justice of God. I command the blind opens of the blind eyes to open and the deaf ears to open. I declare the justice of God to every nation, every tribe, every people, every tongue. I declare the justice of God would come forth and destroy the enemies of God. For the foundation of God is righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. And he sends forth a fire and burns up all of his enemies before him. I declare the justice of God and the enemies of God come to nothing in Jesus' name. I declare every sickness and disease to be healed by the justice of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, be made whole. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive the justice of God. In the mighty, holy, precious, matchless name of Jesus, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I give it back to Elvis Iverson. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, our next conference call will be um, will be um, June nineteenth, and that's um, a Saturday. It's nine a.m. Central Time, um, eight thirty um, um, in India, and um, you can find all of the numbers at um, whatever nation that you are in. You want to call in. You can find it at elvisiverson.com. And um, but also next week we will have our last um, SIM Opera Starter Conference call. I've been doing it since 2013. And that will be Errol Anderson again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, that's, um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's um, May 16th at 7 p.m. Central Time. It's a that's a Sunday, hallelujah. And um, he has some good stuff to share. I'm not kidding. Um, um, it's, it's, you do not want to miss it. Um, you know, um, so set your alarm clock or whatever to put, you know, if you, on your phone, you can, you can set it your, the, so your phone tells you that, hey, you need to, you need to call in. And um, so, um, praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen, and, and one thing also I want to say that now, um, Earl Anderson also has his own podcast at, um, it's, um, it's, um, at anchor.fm slash Earl Anderson, okay, so, praise the Lord, hallelujah, so, um, please go there and, and, um, um, you know, tell people and and because um, he's gonna um, be um, going to the nations. Um, hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Amen. And and um, so we're just honored to have him in, in this time. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Could you and, yeah. could you uh, repeat that podcast thing again? I didn't quite catch that myself. Okay. Anchor well, what? Anchor dot fm slash. <laughs> Errol Anderson. How do you spell it? Okay. Um, E-R-R-Y-L. E like in uh, egg. (laughs) R-R-Y-L. Anderson with an O-N. Got it. Thank you. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, praise the Lord. Um, um, amen. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this podcast now. So, um, I hope to see everyone back again. Hallelujah. And um, we um, this um, me and Errol have a um, I have a five year commitment to this seven two nations conference call back us. And even if we're in another nation, we'll be able to call in because um, we can just call that number. So. <laughs> Hallelujah, and um, we'll be going to the nations, and and um, uh, most likely we'll probably be in your city soon. Hallelujah, Lord God, and 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 you'll be hearing about signs, wonders, dead rising, and um, Hallelujah, the Paul, the television show said of the walking dead, the the dead is rising. Hallelujah, and they're trying to figure out why all these. Back and Social Security Administration is contacting us and saying, you know, we can't we can't pay all these Social Security things. And like, well, you guys, you you senators and congressmen took take the money, and and um, so that's gonna it's gonna be a problem in the future, economic problem and all that, um, because um, a lot of people are gonna be rising from the dead. Hallelujah, and um, hallelujah, and and um. We'll have a special service on Halloween night where we just raise the dead and go back to, to their lawns and come out. So, yeah, so it's going to be a, a and every, it's going it's to be, it's going to be real. You know what, when I'm saying this, this is going to be real. Amen. And and if you want this, you got to start talking like this. you got to talk like, like it's like tomorrow, like it's right now. you got to talk it out. Yeah. Because um, because it's the truth, it is it is the truth. Hallelujah. Um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, well, thank you for everyone who called in, and bless you. Take care. Amen. 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 Amen.